the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. What a beautiful day it is. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Thank you for joining us today. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here on AM630 KSLR, and I am proud to bring to you today uh, Pastor John Animiki of Bethel Covenant uh, Assembly of God Church here in San Antonio off of Bandera Road. Pastor John, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thank you for having me. Uh, the time that we want to spend together here today is so that our listeners can know more about who it is you are, what your vision is, why God has sent you here, what your church is about. So we want to just be able to have a conversation so that uh, so that uh, I could find out and people that are listening could find out more about you and the ministry that you, you've been in charge with. Okay. So tell us, first of all, about you personally. Uh, tell me a little bit about you, yourself, your family. Okay. My, my name is John Anamiki. Uh, I'm uh, the fifth child of uh, a family of six children. My dad, uh, Reverend Christian Anamiki, he's uh, late right now. I'm going to be with the Lord when I was six years old. Mm. My mom is still alive. Glory be to God. Um, I'm from a family um, where we've known the Lord even as children. I, I'm a pastor's child and just known the Lord. I gave my life to Christ at the age of six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got filled with the Holy Ghost at the age of 13. And since then, I've never looked back. And God just owns my heart. I am blessed with a beautiful wife, Pastor Chidi, who serves alongside with us in the ministry. And the Lord just recently blessed us with a, uh, uh, two children. One, a girl who is two years old, Miriam, and my uh, new son uh, that the Lord just blessed us with, who is uh, three months old. Oh, wow. Uh, Timothy Animeke. So we're, we're very, very delighted, and God has been good to us. Oh, that's wonderful. You've been blessed with a beautiful Amen. family. Yes, sir. That's great. Three months old. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> so a lot of... Uh, well, waking up in the night and uh, oh yes, but you know it's fun. Each time we we just uh, see what God has done for us, we, we just marvel and we know this is just the doing of the Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, let me go back a little bit. You said that your father passed away when you were six. Yes, sir. Uh, was this when you were in Nigeria? We were in Nigeria at the yeah. time. How, how has life been for you uh, growing up without it, without your daddy? How was that for you? Wow, very challenging. And I must tell you, um, that's one of the things that shaped me to be who I am mm-hmm. today. Because uh, my dad was serving in the General Council of the Assemblies of God in Nigeria as a director of uh, campus missions. And, and you know, growing up, we had the official car. We had all the nice things you could talk about. You know, we had a lot of friends, friends of my father. You know, just been around. So we were living very well. Um, But, you know, when he passed away, when I was six years old, you know, uh, he woke up that morning on January 5th, 1987. Uh, He wasn't sick. Uh, He prayed from 3 a.m. to about 
5 a.m. that morning and told my mom that, you know, he was having some chest pains. And before we knew what, he slumped and he died, you know. To me, I still remember seeing him being carried into the car. You know, that changed our lives forever because we're six children. The oldest was 12 years old. Uh, The youngest was a year old, and I was number five at six uh, years old. And, you, you know, we had a rough time because now we... We used to have everything. Now we have nothing. Wow. And my mom was just a school teacher with six children. Um, her salary then compared to what we have in dollars was less than, you know, $30 a month. And so we had to, she had to take care of six children. And we all still had to go to school. So we walk almost like several miles or 10 miles to go to school every day, you know, and wow. still have to go to church. It was mandatory for you to go to church. Um, and still do your homework and do all that you had to do. Yeah, um, it was challenging. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There were several times, even in college, I didn't have food to eat. Um, mm. And uh, but God has been faithful. All I can tell you is, my mom kept encouraging us. You know, the God that you serve, that your father has served, if you continue to stay focused and serve Him faithfully, yes. He would bring you to a great place. And today, I can I can testify um, that God, if you serve Him faithfully. He's a rewarder. Just like the scripture says, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. That I know. Yes. Because I saw, I saw, we were up and then we were down. And now I can see how faithfully serving this God moved us all the way from Nigeria down here. I never even knew I was going to be called into ministry. But these were things my father had prayed long in advance, even before I was born. Mm. Trusting God that one day his children would get into ministry and give everything that they, they earn to be able to do the work of the ministry with the whole of their heart. And that's what we're doing today. So we're living out the answers to his prayers. The prayer of the righteous avails much. That's what the scripture says. Wow. I believe it. Yes, yeah. sir. So you're living out the prayers of your father. Yes, sir. That's amazing. But one thing that we share in common, and we're just getting to know each other, is that I, too, lost my father when I was young. Wow. And so I, I asked you that question because yes. uh, I know the challenges yes. first, firsthand. I was yes. 11 years old when my father passed away, yes. two days after my birthday. And I know mm-hmm. the show is not about me. It's about you. But uh, I want you to speak, uh, if you can, to because we have so many single moms, yes. so many children that are growing up without their fathers. Yes. It may be because of death, but we know that a lot of the times it's just because the fathers choose not to be at home. Those children, like you and I, we those children have... Uh, an opportunity to choose right or wrong. They have an opportunity to choose right friends or wrong friends. Some of those children weren't blessed like you in having a father that blessed them and prayed for them and, and acknowledged them and, and hoped for the best for them. What would you say to some of those moms that are listening whose children are now growing up without a father at home? Well, my encouragement to the mothers is, is, is to let them know that the the God that we serve, just like Hebrews eleven six says, that any man that comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The reward that comes from God is greater than the reward that comes from any man. The reward that comes from God is greater than the reward that can come from any other husband. So even when the husband is not there or the father is not there, God is a better father than any earthly father. That was one thing my mom kept encouraging us. My mom was 29 years old when my dad passed wow. with six children. So she, today she's 56. So, but she made up her mind 
that she would not remarry, not because she didn't she didn't think she was pretty enough to go back to to go get married, but she just said, "I'm going to devote my life to taking care of these children and serving this God that my husband introduced to me, mm-hmm. and I know that this God will not fail." So my encouragement to the mothers is that the God that you're serving. It's a God that never fails. God doesn't reward like man. And God is able to take care of you and take care of your children. The Bible says the cattle over a thousand hills belongs to him. He owns the resources of the world. Mm. And so God took care of us even through means we did not know. As far as you share with the children and tell them to serve God faithfully and to hang on to this God, it will be amazing what you will see that God diligently will reward as far as they serve him faithfully and they don't involve themselves in anything unrighteous. Because I remember then, my mom would not allow us to have bad friends. She would constantly tell us, you cannot go like the people of the world. You have to live your life as a child of God. You know, it was tough. We, we, we didn't go to so many parties. We didn't hang out with a lot of people. But she told us, study your books. Make sure you go to church. Make sure you serve God. Make sure you involve yourself in the things of God. Because there's going to come a time where God decides to reward. And when he rewards, he's going to reward you greater than even people that have fathers. And I've seen that happen, that God is the best father that I could ever ask for. Because I can tell you today where we are, the whole six children, because God gave the promise that he was going to take care of the entire six children. The six of us, God took us through college and through second degree. So in the family, we have three doctors. Uh... We have accountants. We have engineers. We, we, everybody's doing very well. Yeah. And I look back and I tell myself, even if my dad was to be physically alive, I don't think he would have been able to pay for the school fees and take care of us and even guided us the way God has taken care of us. So perhaps maybe God had a better plan yes. by taking him. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm it, a father. Yeah, and it came to a point, yeah. which is amazing. Hopefully this can encourage someone. It came to a point where my mom, just last year, recently, when she saw all God had done for for us and her children. And, you know, with her meager salary, she, she couldn't really do it. I mean, there are times we'll pray and ask God to to send us food. And God will send a pastor that we never called. I mean, there were no phone, phones then. We're just eating the last cup of rice. And, and, and the pastor shows up. We pray in the morning at 5 a.m. in the morning mm. because we always had to have devotion. And by 12 o'clock in the afternoon... Someone drives in and says the Lord asked them to bring us food. Your mother taught you to have 5 a.m. prayer? It was a daily thing, 5 a.m. in the morning. It was part of your daily routine, part of culture. Part of the routine. We never failed. We never failed. I know. By the grace of God. I know that you and I have talked just a little bit before we we came on the air, but you mentioned the importance of prayer, and I really want to dig deeper into that now that you've brought it up. I think it's a great time to do it. Um, You know, I think... We have gotten so busy with our schedules, our work schedule, and our, our social schedule, and we've got so many things going on that our prayer life in general, especially in the American culture, I'm not sure about other parts of the world, but especially in the American culture, because we're so busy, always on the move. We do a little prayer in the morning, thank you, God, for this day, bless me today, amen. And then we, it's lunchtime, and thank you, Lord, for this meal, bless it, and amen. Uh, you know, just generally speaking, I think our prayer life could use... A lot more attention, and I know that's something that's in your heart. Talk to a, talk to us about that, since this is something that you did even as a young boy. It's something that you have, you spoke a little bit about diligently, diligently seeking God. That's yes. more than just thank you, Lord, for today. Amen. Yes, 
Let's talk about prayer and the importance of it. Yes, I I, I grew up as a as a as a child in the home, knowing there is power in prayer, and that clearly we know. And I can take us through a few scriptures that we all know. Jesus said, "Men ought always to pray, yeah. and not to faint." The scriptures also say when Jesus came into the temple. Of course, we know the only time he really got upset at people. Uh, selling things in the church, he said, my father's house shall be the house of prayer and not a den of lions. When we don't pray, we give access to the lions. Mm. When we don't pray, then it becomes a den of lions. A home that does not pray is a home that is invaded. Wow. And so if the scripture says, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, that very early a great while before day, Jesus will go to a solitary place and pray. And he will pray all night. So my understanding as a human being is if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords could pray all night, Come on. and we as men will sleep all night, I think there's something not so right wow. with that picture. That's right. So each time I tell myself, the moment I stop praying, I give access to the devil because the only way I can ward off the lions is by praying. And if Jesus understood the essence of prayer, having all the power, he could call the angels and a thousand could show up. Mm -hmm. He didn't need to pray so much because he was already Jesus Christ, right. the, the son of God. We now need more of God in our own flesh. So Seeking God in the place of prayer is something that we cannot do without. There is power in prayer. Mm. I, there, I was watching a, a video on YouTube uh, recently, and th this changed our ministry. You know, uh, it was it was uh, uh, a pastor was preaching, and he mentions uh, something about a missionary in in South Africa that he had a revelation, and an angel spoke to him and said, "By prayer, much prayer, and by prayer alone." Can a man overcome the forces of darkness? Mm -hmm. By prayer, much prayer, and prayer alone can a man overcome the forces of darkness. That's that simply good. means that prayer can never be too much. You can never overpray. Pray without ceasing. Because the scripture says pray without ceasing. Yes. So we as believers, we need to pray. If you want to get spiritual powers, you need to pray. If you mm -hmm. want to be able to excel in everything that you do, you need to pray. Like I would encourage the parishioners in our church, I said if you're going for a business transaction or you're going for something that is really essential, that you really need the favor of God and you don't really spend time in the place of prayer, you might as well know that you may not get it yeah. because you, you've not invested enough to be able to get you through. Things on earth have a spiritual influence. Everything has a spiritual influence that controls it, whether negative or positive. Mm -hmm. The amount of positive influence would determine in what direction the breakthrough goes for you. So if the devil is constantly working, we as Christians, the only way we can constantly overcome the power of the devil is by also praying effectively. And the scripture says, the effectual fervent yes. prayer of the righteous, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous mm. avails much. It, yes, does, it, does. it brings about much breakthrough. So the wow. more prayer you pray, the more breakthroughs you get. Amen. Wow. You've been listening to Pastor John Animiki of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God Church. Uh, 
If you want to find out more information, I encourage you to do uh, to do so. You can uh, call them at 210-548-0440. Sunday services are held uh, at uh, 10 a.m. They have a Sunday school, 1030 to 1230 is a regular church service on Sunday morning. I say regular, but I'm sure it's powerful. <laughs> yes. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m., they have their midweek Bible study. And on this topic of prayer... On Fridays at 7 p.m., they have a prayer service and uh, a special prayer service that happens, uh, what is it, the first first Friday? The last Friday. I'm sorry, the last Friday. It's coming to Friday. Yeah, the last Friday of every month at 10 p.m. Yes, sir. Uh, something that, that Jesus taught us. He, he said that he would do nothing without the Father. So that means he was in constant contact with the Father, always, always getting the download from what is the Father's will. His will. Um, some people might say, well, pastor, that's great for you. You're a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I, I don't know how to pray. I don't know. I can't pray like you. I can't pray like somebody else. But prayer is really just having a conversation with God, isn't it? Yes. Prayer, prayer is a conversation with the Lord. If you want to have, for example, if you're dealing with a friend and you want to know more about that friend, the only way you can know more about that friend is by communicating with that friend. Yeah. You can have that friend all around you. If you don't communicate, you won't be able to know so much about the person. There's so much that you can know from nonverbal communication. Yeah. But there's so much more that you can know by verbal communication. Absolutely. So prayer gives you access to God. And when you speak to him, why it's difficult for a lot of people to enjoy prayer is because it's always a monologue rather than the dialogue. Mm-hmm. They speak but they don't spend the time to listen to what God has to say. So it's not interesting. So they, you, you pray. I would encourage you, if you want to improve your prayer life, when you spend time, there's as much time as you spend to talk to him. Maybe you should also include that same equal amount of time to wait to listen to what he would say to That's you. That's good. Because the more responses and the feedback that you get after the conversation would determine if you want to have more conversation with him. That is what that's one of the things I found out that makes prayer interesting. So for me, I, as much time that I spend in the place of prayer, at the same time I spend to be quiet in his presence and don't say anything and just let him speak to me. And God will speak. I know you, you, many people say, how do, will he speak? He's going to speak through your thoughts. He's going to speak through the things that you're going through and the things that you can relate with. It may seem like you're just speaking to yourself and your mind is just telling you things. But when you compare those things that are spoken in your mind, that are imputed in your mind with the word of God, as far as they find that alignment, you know that is God. Yes. And one of the ways you will know it is God is that after you leave that place of prayer, with the decisions that you make up your mind to do, there will be peace. Mm. And the scripture says, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will guard your heart. Wow. And we call Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace. Yes. So that is one way to really know once you get out and he gives you some decisions to take. And you will know this once you start doing the things he tells you in the place of prayer to do you'll find that things are working. And that will give you more more desire to go back to the place of prayer. So uh, you don't really need to pray like other people. You you just need to find a way that is easy for you to communicate with him. And in your own way, it may be in your car, it may be, you know, you're just walking along the road, it may be while you're jogging in the streets, it may be while you're just taking a walk, or just the quietness of your room. Sometimes I just kneel down and just, just lay in his presence. Mm. Sometimes I want to pray, I want to say something, God tells me, 
you said enough. You're going to still pray the same thing you told me yesterday. <laughs> Why not just let me tell you my response to what I have to tell That's you? That's very good. That's excellent. Wow. So Pastor John is uh, is pastoring at Bethel Covenant Assemblies of God. Tell us about about the ministry here. Uh, I know you mentioned you came from Nigeria. Yes. How long have you been here, and when did you plant the church? Yes, we, we came in here. Uh, well, I moved from Nigeria with my mom and my younger brother, uh, 2000 and, uh, 2001, a day to 9-11. Mm. Uh, so, so we woke up the next morning seeing things happen. Wow. Uh, but I, at that time, I was a dental student in Nigeria. Uh, I went back, finished my, my dental school, and came back here in 2005, uh, finished my dental uh, training. I got into the University of Texas Health Science Center Dental School in San Antonio Great. and did my dental uh, program. I graduated in 2009 with a doctor of dental surgery um, and went in for my residency. I wanted to specialize in a surgical specialty, so I went into periodontics. Uh, so I finished in 2012 as a periodontist took my board, passed, and became a board-certified periodontist. But in the process of my, uh, getting my training, the Lord called me. Mm. Uh, I That was one of the greatest shocks because I was involved in ministry, you know, involved in the choir, serving in the, you know, in the Redeemed Christian Church of God, one of the churches here in San Antonio. And, and you know, I thought I was fine. I just felt like, you know, I would serve God in my own capacity yeah. uh, and, and go do my, my own thing. I didn't want to really go into pastoring right so uh, december 2012 the lord called me uh, i was coming back from houston uh, and the lord spoke to me and told me now i want you to go into the pastoral ministry and where your dad stopped because my dad passed away at the age of 41 years old wow. the lord told me where he stopped now i want you to continue the ministry mm-hmm. he and told me you have to spend a year to pray so we spent a full year fasting and praying and i've never prayed like that I mean, in my entire life. I mm. mean, I could count how many times I ate. Just asking God for his will and direction to location and all that. And yeah. God provided everything. So January 1st, 2013, we started off in the hotel room at uh, Drury Inn, at close to La Cantera. Uh, three months after, we got a, a 5,500, about a 6,000 square foot space off of Bandera Road. Mm-hmm. Um, very close to uh, uh, Hubner, Bandera and Hubner. Yeah. And so in that shopping complex there, we started a church. And uh, within a year, we already maxed the capacity. So we're already having space issues. Yes. But God has been good. Yes. You know, God has been good. And um, the church is forging along, and we just have great leadership, great fellowship, and, you know, we're enjoying the presence of God every day. So Bethel uh, Bethel Covenant is uh, located at eighty. I'm sorry, sixty eight twelve six eight one two Bandera Road. Uh, what kind of experience can someone uh, have when they come and visit you? They we want to encourage people to come and and get to know you personally. Tell us a little more about the culture of the church itself. It's a very multicultural church. Uh, we've been really blessed uh, to have people of uh, diverse nationalities, Caucasians, African Americans. Um, Africans, you know, Hispanics, everyone just mm-hmm. in the church. Um, on staff, we have uh, uh, myself, even though I'm from Nigeria. My wife, she grew up here. Uh, we're blessed to also have a, uh, a retired uh, Reverend Minister, Hispanic pastor, Reverend Sanchez. Also have Reverend uh, Miles, an African-American pastor. So we just, it's, it's very diverse. Right. And, and God did it that way. It's not anything that we planned yeah. to want to set up things that way. But one of the things you can 
uh, enjoyed anytime you come into the church is just that beautiful atmosphere of God's presence mm-hmm. right from the door and just people that are warm and loving and just want to enjoy the presence of God. Everything about the church is just about getting to enjoy God's presence from yeah. the music and everything is, is basically contemporary and American. Like I told, told the church, it is not, an, it's not a Nigerian Assemblies of God. It's an Assembly of God church, yes. just like any Assembly of God church here. But one thing that makes us unique is that it's very multicultural and just people that are thirsty and excited about God. And, and and if you're passionate about God and you want to encounter God's presence where the move of the Holy Spirit is present, better covenant assembly of God, it's a place you would you may want to visit at, at any time, uh, you know, when you want to enjoy the presence of God. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that, Pastor. And I, we want to encourage all of our listeners to please take heed. Uh, you've listened. You've just gotten your appetite wet just a little bit about the passion that Pastor John has regarding this area of prayer. And if if you know that in your life you can use more prayer, if you, can, if you want to learn more about how to have that closer relationship with Christ and really have that meaningful time with him and diligently seek him, uh, and we encourage you to go by, get to meet Pastor John in person at Bethel Covenant Assembly of God. We want to uh, give you the, uh, the information one more time if you're able to write this down. Uh, Bethel Covenant can be found online at BethelCovenantSA.com. Um, the address is 6812 Bandera Road here in San Antonio. If you'd like to call, find out some more information, you can do so by calling area code 210-548-0440. Any closing comments, Pastor? Anything else you'd like to add? Just to, to let God's people know that there is uh, power in, in prayer. Yes, and that um, once we seek God, the Bible says, "If you seek me early, you will find me." Yeah, and I want to encourage everyone, even with your family, seek after God, and you're going to find God, and the awesome things that God can do for you. May He cause His glory to shine upon you, and bless you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor John. God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.